0: geography works this way it's location 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 real estate they they say that it's location location it's investment but i say it's location of the heart location of the mind location of the spirit heal the land is talking about a geography a a holistic way of thinking about what geography means for a human our mind our soul our bodies the other and to do it in a way that is it abandons
1: selfishness that is Dr. Stephen Michael Newby and this is the Emerging Future Welcome to the Emerging Future Podcast, everybody. It's awesome to be back with you today. I have a wonderful, beautiful, powerful, amazing, spirited, lovely, energetic person to share with you, Dr. Stephen Michael Newby. So for those of you who don't know him, he's an accomplished composer, gospel jazz vocalist, worship leader, and his work has been performed by many well-known symphonies and orchestras that have earned him numerous awards and grants. So in addition to directing the Center for Worship at Seattle Pacific University, Dr. Newby serves as the director of the SPU Gospel Choir and the Worship Arts Ensemble. His many awards and grants include the National Endowment of the Arts 2005 St. Paul, Minnesota, the Continental Harmony Grant, the King County Arts Commission of Washington Grant, the Rockham School Fellowship for Ethnomusicological Research in Dakar, Senegal, and the John Wesley Work Three National Composers Award. He's also well-known in the Seattle area for conducting the National Anthem at the Seattle Sounders MLS soccer games. And he's been doing this For almost 10 years now. So he has got some skills. You know what I'm saying? Skills. But, and he's won some awards. But, and, I should say, and, he's an amazing person. Beyond his wonderful musical abilities. And we get into uh, some of Dr. Stephen Michael Newby's past. So this is where the conversation gets really meaningful and um, important for our time. So he's six generations removed from his ancestor and namesake Michael. That's where he gets his middle name, Stephen Michael Newby, an enslaved African man who likely survived the horrific conditions of the Middle Passage, only to arrive at the Newby Plantation, in Jones County, Georgia, newbie, Stephen Michael newbie, to a new life in Georgia, which is really a new living hell. We now know that Michael and the enslaved people used music and rhythm to not only communicate to each other and form a new identity when they've been stripped of everything, but also used music to ultimately escape to freedom in the North. So generations later, the ghost of Michael is rising along with all of the other enslaved people. You feel me? The ghosts of the enslaved people that were stolen to build the empire that is America are rising and demanding lamentation. I mean, come on, if you honestly look at the past, our country was built off of stolen people and stolen land. And that domination paradigm that oppresses people and the earth is still the dominant driving force behind our American culture and systems. And it's this, this precise reason that Dr. Stephen Michael Newby is writing a symphony. And it's not lost on him that the symphony is the highest form of musical art in the European culture. He's doing this to create the musical space that's required to enter into deep lamentation and remembering of our horrific past. And... Abiding peace, hope, and love that is pulling us forward into the future. He describes the power of music, the connection between voice and the soul, and the experience of harmonizing with others as parts of the way forward as a culture. And he articulates that we must lament our past in order to experience the bottomless hope that resides. On the other side of examination, reconciliation, and renewal for humanity. Fasten your seatbelts. Dr. Stephen Michael Newby is on the Emerging Future podcast. And he definitely has something to say. And we need to listen. Stephen Michael Newby, thanks for thanks for doing this. You're welcome,
2: <laughs> my brother.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was it was about seven months ago when we were sitting here and we were yeah. chatting. And I knew this moment would come. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It, have just, a vision it just took a while. Without a
0: vision, that people perish.
1: <laughs> You're a busy guy, though. I'm,
0: I'm busy, man. I'm busy, but I try to also be busy with balance.
1: Mm-hmm. You notice I took your computer screen off the table. Oh, yeah. I've seen your emails come through. Oh, yeah. And they come through pretty quick. They
0: come through. That's <laughs> why that's why I asked you to text me. Don't um, email me. Gotcha. Yeah, because, yeah. it's Like, what, 31,000, I think, emails I haven't read.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't need to. No. You
0: know, so you tell people that, you know, hey. Some people, you want to email, you want to receive an email, and you decide if you're going to read it or not. Yeah. And other people, you say, hey, text me.
1: Text me. Text me. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Well, we're, we're here at um, Seattle Pacific University. That's right. In Stephen Michael Newby's, Dr. Stephen Michael Newby's office. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, if if you spend eight years working on it, you might as
1: well use it. I guess. (laughs) You know, this is my stomping grounds.
0: Yeah, and your wife.
1: Yeah, this is where we met.
0: Yeah, I met your wife.
1: Are you an alum here? Yeah. This is it, man. You know, walking onto this land, it's like. (laughs) I never did that. (laughs)
0: Everybody, do the falcon. Is that that what they do? (laughs) No, I'm just making it up. (laughs) Hey, man, it's a
1: thing. (laughs) It brings back memories, though, coming on campus. Don't pl-
0: don't play old school music when you're here. Then you, then it really, it's really gonna mess you up. <laughs> you know, you'll have your Walkman with your cassette tape, totally. right? Then you have that. Yeah,
1: man, I had a, um, I had a motorcycle, two motorcycles. One of my crashed right up the hill. Yeah, you know the, you know the cemetery back there with the. With the, I'm um, just
0: glad you didn't end up in the cemetery.
1: I almost did. I ended up <laughs> over the car like 30 feet. Yeah. Oh my God! Let me turn my cell phone on. <laughs> I I remember doing wheelies right out here on my dirt bike. Yeah. W- <laughs> That's
2: crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was yeah I was pretty intense in college. You know, I went to sleep at like two two a.m. and then I would get up at four thirty and go down there and and then row with the rowing team. That only lasted one year, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Maddening. Yeah. No, it's good to be back, though. It's good. I, yeah. I, I like this place. So, how long have you been involved with the university?
0: I've been here since 2004. Started as a minister of worship, and then uh, an adjunct professor in music. Then I went over to uh, University Ministries, where obviously, i You know, I met your wife. She was, mm-hmm. she was well. Well, when I was when I was part time in '04. Your wife and I, uh, Mary and I, were working together with Tammy. Yeah. So I've been here since '04.
1: Okay, so you came pretty much at the same time. That's when we moved back here from Chicago. Yeah. That job brought us back here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow, cool. Yeah. And here we are many years later.
0: (laughs) Still here. Yeah. Digging in. Digging in. Digging in. Digging in.
1: Well... I wanted to kick this thing off. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. And um, the question that came to mind is what's in a name? What's in a name? Mm-hmm. And when we met here last June, we came in here and you showed me Stephen Michael Newby. Yeah, yeah. 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 Above the door. Mm-hmm. and And we had a conversation about your name and i think about just the importance of name because i think we we just forget you know why things are named certain certain ways you know like mount rainier mm-hmm. you know rainier is actually named after right. peter rainier in the royal an officer in the ro- royal what, what do you call it like the the royal navy right yeah Po- How come it's not Mount Isaque. Portly, Portly guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, yeah. You know, and it its original name was Tahoma, which is oh, that's right, that's right, right.
0: Yeah, which was yeah after after a native
1: mother. Yeah, of the water. Mo- that's what it means. Mother it, yeah, of the water. Mm-hmm. So you think about where we are, you know, at sea level, and then mm-hmm. Mount Rainier is this humbling volcano that looms over us the native people called it you know the mother mother of the, water. mother of the waters yeah. and i mean that has so much more of a um a deeper connection mm-hmm. you know and it's it's rooted in place and it's and it's rooted in something bigger than ourselves and yeah. um and i feel like our names have significance so i wanted to ask you about your name Stephen. Michael Newby. Mm-hmm. Well, my name,
0: uh, the Newby name, comes from uh, Newby Plantation in the mid-1800s out of Jones County, Georgia. And I, you know, I plan to go back there and, and really investigate this and tease this out more. Mm-hmm. But there was one who was there named Michael, and he uh, had been enslaved on the plantation. And I have records of that. My father put these records together. That this uh, that this is my legacy, my heritage on my dad's side. But I am the sixth generation of one who was enslaved by the name of Michael, mm. and I deliberately uh, put on my musical scores and, and just about all of my published work that my name is Stephen Michael Newby because I'm 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 riding on the shoulders of one who who took the hit, who hmm. was able to survive, uh, was able to push through the, the, the tumultuous tribulations hmm. of enslavement. I don't call Michael a slave, he was enslaved, he mm-hmm. was African. And we think he was either West African, whether Senegalese or, or he's from Gambia. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm not sure yet, We're, I'm still trying to figure that out. And then uh, my name Stephen was given out of the Bible. My parents they wanted they wanted to name me that, but that's 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 how my name mm-hmm. that that that's what my name means for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I gave my son his own first name, Silas, which is out of the Bible, but it's also one of my other relatives, an uncle on like a great uncle on my father's side. But he also carries the name Michael Newby. Hmm. And I tell my son, you are the seventh generation of one who was enslaved by the name of Michael.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and it 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 reminds me how to keep my head up, how to hold on to hope. It also is is a signpost to Okay, things are not always clean everywhere, mm. and and what are we going to do with that? Uh, so that's 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 what it means for me, and and I'm really planning on digging and doing some research uh, on it, and I plan to write write a piece. Mm-hmm. I plan to write a piece of music based on. Uh, my ancestors dealing with the enslavement in Jones County, Georgia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to go right back to the plantation. I want to go there and feel feel the land, and I want to I want to engage in investigation. My my father was doing this kind of work about three years before he passed, and so now I feel like oh, you know what I really kind of want to pick this up. Mm-hmm. But I do want to write uh, I want to write a piece. Um, another symphony I've, I've written one symphony already uh, This is back in 1990 uh, 94 What was that symphony, symphony called? Symphony, it's just called Symphony mm-hmm. And it's a piece Dedicated to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It was my dissertation At the University of Michigan It won dissertation of the year wow. At the time And it's for choir and orchestra And so now I think Uh, about 25 almost 25 years later you know i I think i'm ready to write another symphony Mm -hmm. you know brahms only wrote four symphonies i'm not comparing myself to brahms by no means but but a symphony is a very significant work it's one of those markers it's one of those Mm -hmm. placeholders where for an artist some artists they just write symphony 70 70 for me i I, I just approach that genre differently, writing a symphony, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've got something else in me and you know, tying it with, with my name and mm-hmm. with my heritage and with my people, so I wanna write a symphony.
1: Tell me more about what symphony means to you and how it compares to um, different genres of music. In the Western European tradition,
0: the symphony is considered one of the one of the highest appreciated musical ensembles Mm -hmm. in the Western European tradition. William Grant still wrote the Afro-American Symphony about 1932, 1933, Mm -hmm. and it was the first time where an African American male used a Western European symphonic form that we know of right now Mm -hmm. that it was archived and it was actually performed and recognized in america as the first symphony by an african-american male composer Mm. now that's what we know right now okay and so i want to connect with that kind of tradition as well so it's not only a European tradition I'm connecting yep. with, but I'm also connecting with another African American male composer, and William Grant Still. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Afro American Symphony, and inside that symphony, he had what we call are these cultural codes, nuances of Black life Ooh. that are embedded into this symphony. So you know that that you know you hear these European in- instruments, and all of a sudden you're hearing a tenor, tenor banjo hmm. and you're hearing musical elements uh, the, like uh, uh, the blues for example, there's a movement with, with the blues in it and the way William Grant Steele crafts the melodies and these lines they're uh, melancholy they're soulful they're, they're very thoughtful in the way black people sing and moan Mm. and write and how we respond to situations through our art you see it you see it all in the symphony Mm -hmm. and that's it's just genius Mm. it's genius so i want to write from that tradition as well so it's both european and it's both african-american i consider myself an americanist i'm an americanist composer Mm -hmm. that's what i am i i can't help but but right in with this with this uh, with this hybrid, right? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Gospel, jazz, Western European. Miles, you're going to hear Miles Davis, mm-hmm. Stravinsky, WC, uh song. You're going to hear Duke Ellington in my music. You're going to hear William Grant Steele. Mm -hmm. Andre Crouch, you know, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear a little bit of Chance the Rapper. You're gonna hear my, oh yeah, you're gonna gonna hear stuff that I listen to, stuff we listen to, we take in. Mm -hmm. That's what I think you're gonna hear in this in this upcoming symphony.
1: That's interesting because we all hear and appreciate certain types of music. Like, well, I mean, I want to talk to you about music in general too, and the universe. Reality of it mm-hmm. I mean universality of it mm-hmm. um, but we when we create music it's re- it's a response to something that we we've already known or heard and it comes out so I mean, do you have anything to say about that
0: in my faith tradition we are created in the image of God and all humanity is created in the image of god and in the beginning god created when god created the heavens and the earth i love that translation mm-hmm. in the common english version bible but this idea that we have a responsibility to create
2: mm-hmm.
0: and at the same time we are connected to the creator so our creations and our creating is not only from us, but it something comes through us. Mm-hmm. And so we're always connecting to other things musically. There, maybe, maybe there's new music with this idea that uh, there are moments when the when the music of old is recaptured and brought to life again right. and it's new but in my faith tradition ain't nothing new under the sun <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know it's like aesthetically <laughs> it ain't new uh-huh. you know so rapping is not new the griots have been doing that telling stories over over some type of beat or drum mm-hmm. in africa for centuries yeah but What's new is that it's, it's recrafted and rebranded yeah. for today with today's instruments, today's technology, with yeah. today's tooling. Mm-hmm. And it's a new day. So because every day is a new day, there are new creations. So then all music is new, mm-hmm. especially when it's today. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many recordings of a Beethoven symphony? Because there are so many ways of interpreting it. Yeah. So I think... New interpretations of old things make things new. Mm -hmm. And I think there are people that even go back into the idea of studying performance practices, studying how people interpret, and trying to
1: rekindle that. Mm -hmm. And that's even still new. Mm -hmm. So you're saying there's a responsibility in all of us to connect and create. Absolutely, to but respond to what is flowing through us, or, or, or
0: flowing in the land, flowing, mm-hmm. you know, flowing through 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 God's kingdom, flowing from what what is what is amongst us, and if you don't do it, get out of the way because somebody's doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Catch the wind if you can breathe. Catch the wind and create. Mm-hmm. Right, since you're breathing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I love that one translation in the CEB. When God created the heavens and the earth, th- there's there's this strong presumption that, oh, God was way ahead of what we even can think about as time. God God was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Duke Ellington wrote a wrote a piece of music entitled In the Beginning God. It's in one of his sacred services. And He's got he's got some of these lines, you know, uh, no no topless, no bottomless, no credit cards, mm-hmm. no no debt, no this, you know. So before all of this stuff exists, right. God. And mm-hmm. the beginning, God. That's the motif in that in that. And the beginning, God. It's incredibly theologically sound hmm. music, and it's some of the most beautiful music in the world from this Duke Ellington. Uh, 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 sacred services Mm. and so when I do it, every time I do it I'm not bored with it, I've been performing the work for almost four years now Mm -hmm. with the Seattle Repertory Jazz Orchestra and every time I do the work it's new, it's fresh because it's a new moment and I have been given the grace to breathe Mm -hmm. and to be involved I've been given an invitation Mm -hmm. to create it's a gift it's a gift it's a gift yeah well you have to you have to have wisdom and discernment to realize it's a gift everybody doesn't realize that the moment that you're in right now right now is a gift they don't they don't realize that and then but but that but by realizing that then gratitude grows
1: yeah right
0: and generosity (laughs) yeah and i pray humility mm-hmm. you know those things those things just just kind of give rise and i do think those things gratitude generosity hope humility those are things that that my people those have been enslaved that's what they had to hang on to and they they hung on to god and mm-hmm. they, they hung on to those things and that's why uh, african-american people are here today still exist (laughs) Hmm. because of the power of realizing that we need to create Mm -hmm. we're going to create with the little bit that we have Mm -hmm. and we're going to make a whole lot out of it
1: Hmm. i want to read you something i was doing um a little bit of research for our conversation when you and this comes off the heels of what you just said about creating out of nothing creating out of nothing because
0: nothing is something still
1: there's something yeah there is something even nothing is something and um, when we when we talked um, last time about your symphony You were talking about the Middle Passage. Yeah, the Middle Passage. The Middle Passage. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say anything about that?
0: Millions and millions and millions of Africans were killed just in that crossing. Mm -hmm. And we call it the Middle Passage. And there's probably going to be a movement in the work that that acknowledges the middle passage, that points to it, that symbolizes it, and that gives reverence to it, and that, and and, and so you're going to hear like these moanings and this lament mm-hmm. that's going to come out of this this movement, and and the middle passage, pe- people don't people don't want to think about how grueling that was, yeah. you know, being. You know, being shackled like cattle and and stocked in feces and urine running down from the decks. And you're you're given maybe a, a couple of minutes to come to up to the outside and get your salt pork and they gave them that as a means of just preservative, just to try to keep them alive. And the ones that were ill and diseased, they just toss them overboard. Uh, it 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 was it was a genocide. Mm-hmm. For for economic gain, for yep. for for you know, there's black labor and white wealth, and the country was rich off of the Middle Passage. Became rich off the, of the middle country. Of the, this mm-hmm.
1: country was founded on stolen people mm-hmm. and stolen land. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. story.
0: Yeah, it it, uh, and and I don't think our nation has lamented Mm-mm. from that, and so a movement in the symphony. Will deal with this like lament, mm-hmm. this this crying out, uh, and then the movement is going to be about hope because hope mm. changes everything. Right. But but back to the Middle Passage. It was just as bad as the Holocaust. But the difference between the Holocaust and the Middle Passage. They're both terrible. Yeah. Just, just both horrific. One, one, one was to kill people, to wipe them out, right? And the other one was to use people for our own gain. But yet, we're still gonna wipe them out. Yeah. And so we need to, our nation. We need to talk about it. Yeah. And I think, an art my artistic response. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm in in the moment of of. Creating and just thinking through and processing what this music is going to sound like. I, mm. I envision using a symphony in very in some very unorthodox ways, uh, articulating this. You know some of these particular things. You know that is the middle passage. Yes. You know what what does it mean for a choir, a multi ethnic choir, or a multi ethnic orchestra to to almost take on Mm -hmm. the personification of what does it mean to be enslaved, Mm -hmm. and then musically respond to that in that moment. Mm -hmm.
1: As a way to experience.
0: And to to experience, to reflect, to lament, Mm -hmm. to acknowledge, Because I think our nation needs that. I mm-hmm. think the world needs that.
1: Well, I think that's what's rising up right now. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, it's, it's, that's, the, it, it's the insane. ghosts it's, yeah. of the past yeah. are now.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's
1: what's coming. Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm. That's why I can't shake my name. Yes. Michael. Michael. Mm. Your great 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 grandson, Michael. Michael. I can't shake it. I can't shake it. But I get to be involved. Mm -hmm. I get to be an extension of this tradition. My forefather who paved the
1: way for me. I get to do it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And you're gifted at doing it.
0: everybody's got a gift. <laughs> yeah. And if you've been doing something for 30 years and, and it's not working, you know, you got to stop doing that and do something else.
1: <laughs> so, um, two million people died that we know of. in the middle passage. Yeah. Four million. Yeah. Uh, n- nine and a half to twelve million enslaved people arrived mm-hmm. in the new world. Mm-hmm. 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 New hell. Yeah, it
0: was new hell for them. It was it. You know, God. God says in my faith tradition, God's going mm-hmm. to create a new heaven and a new earth, and they arrived into the new world, but it was a new form of hell. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing is that it was the music that the people created mm-hmm. from their history, from their from their aesthetics, from their conscience, mm-hmm. from their spirituality that helped uh, recraft a new tooling to escape north. Mm-hmm. Because we know that spirituals were not only theological and biblical pieces, but they were political and social justice pieces about giving codes and clues and cues to to the Underground Railroad. We know that. We know that. Mm -hmm. And so I have this sense that in this symphony, if it could somehow uh, espouse that that aesthetic of what the spirituals have done, Mm -hmm. that... It can take us heavenward. It can help us. It can mm-hmm. help humanity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a the,
0: spiritual
1: symphony. A spiritual symphony. A spiritual Absolutely. symphony. Absolutely. So this is uh, about the middle passage, and, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's talking about identity and communication mm-hmm. between the enslaved people on the ship mm-hmm. as they were chained to one another. And it says, in order to interact with each other on the voyage, the enslaved people created a communication system mm-hmm. unbeknownst to Europeans. Mm-hmm. They would construct choruses mm-hmm. on the passages mm-hmm. using their voices, mm-hmm. bodies, yeah, they would sing. and ships themselves. Yeah. The hollow design of the ships allowed the enslaved people to use them as percussive instruments and to amplify their songs. So this combination of instruments was both a way for the enslaved people to communicate as well as create a new identity since Europeans attempted to strip them of that. And although most of the enslaved people were from various regions around Africa, their situation allowed them to come together and create a new culture and identity aboard the ships with a common language and method of communication. Mm-hmm. Rich. Mm.
0: Then when they got to the land, some of them created drums, and then they would play these drums, and they would signal mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So a drum will be played over here, and all of a sudden, over this plantation over here, maybe, maybe someone be- ran away, or this plantation over here, where... Uh, a home, you know, a garage or a shed was on was on fire. Yeah. Or uh, and so when they realized they were communicating or what we call rapping on these drums, they took the drums away from them. Uh. And then the those enslaved begin to put the rhythm, uh, the very complex rhythm into the text, into the melismatic lines. And, and those were other codes that, that were used to, to communicate.
1: Yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Heartbreaking. What are you trying to communicate?
0: What, I, what I'm trying to communicate, particularly in this project coming up, you know, mm-hmm. the, the symphony, uh, I want to communicate... Let's examine our history. Let's tease out our narratives. Let's come to ourselves together at the table, at a table. And what does it take for reconciliation, resolution, reparations, resolve? What does it take for renewal? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think art has a way of bringing people to the table.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to create an opportunity through a resource so that people can just be and examine, examine the narrative. Why are we at the place where we are as, mm-hmm. as a people in this nation? Yeah. Very divided. Mm-hmm. In my faith tradition, there's a psalm. It says, Psalm 103: "Behold, how good it is for sisters and brothers to dwell together in unity." It says, "Behold," as if like, uh, "Behold!" That's that's really rare. <laughs> Check this out. Uh-huh. And and I think we know that it's going to take a miracle. But I think. Art in itself is miraculous. Mm-hmm. Not for its own means, but art that lifts up uh in my faith tradition, the the, the kingdom of God and and bringing heaven to earth, yeah. making things right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I think through through art we we all of a sudden become the same, we become one in family. We choose to adopt each other. Mm-hmm. We commit to each other. We have a covenant with each other. I think art has a way of really shaping this idea of what of what is family, what is community, mm-hmm. and and I I'm hoping that uh, the symphony, and that's why I want to write it for my first symphony was with choir and orchestra, okay. and my second symphony will be a choir and orchestra. Okay. Uh, usually, the symphony is an instrumental work, but I like this idea of bringing the voice Ooh. together with with these instruments and and speaking and shouting out yes. uh, uh hope love grace and peace and also crying lamenting mm-hmm. this some of these movements will be just dark and just lament
1: mm-hmm. dark you're gonna bring the full circle yeah.
0: You can't appreciate the light until you've really paid attention to the dark.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I love that. I love the um, the idea of a candle, like the whole darkness of the universe. You can't withstand the light of one little, yeah, yeah, little one, one little candle, little candle, and that's the hope. It's a candle. Yeah. <sighs> no. <Nope. laughs>
0: I'm not gonna let the the darkness blow it out. Mm-hmm. You gotta let the light shine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about choir. Talk to me about voice and. Oh, I think that's man. really cool that you're bringing in the vo- voice with the instruments.
0: Yeah, mean, the, the voice is is really like the first instrument,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and it's something very powerful that you know with the voice, it it is so connected to our humanity. Well, for obvious reasons, but when you put text with the voice, mm-hmm. instruments speak. Differently. They don't speak text. Mm-hmm. Words are powerful. We know that. Mm-hmm. When we hear politicians use words, words that are productive and anti productive, they make a difference. And we talk about the words people use. And in the work, I want to sing about the words that people use as well. Mm-hmm. So the voice, the voice, is is connected, I believe, to the spirit and the soul. Mm-hmm. Even in my faith tradition, from the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and I think that singing. Ushers in salvation for us hmm. in a different kind of way because it is deeply and purely connected to our spirit and our soul.
1: Yeah. There's there's speaking and then there's singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. And it's it's interesting because they're both using words, but singing has See, has a different dimension to it. Yeah, singing
0: singing explores the various frequencies. Mm-hmm. Where you have someone that's monotone. Hello, how are you doing? I hope you're doing all right. And everything's good. <laughs> good see, it, see you later. That sounds there, like everybody. <laughs> there, there, there's 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 no really depth yeah. or weight, and the flexion is is monotone. But when you're singing, you are expanding mm. the idea of what you're saying. Mm through all these different frequencies and it's going through a lot, it's going to larger spaces. Mm -hmm. That's why many voices are very powerful on specific frequencies, because when you have many voices on one frequency, a prime unison is a reflection of the, and symbolism of this idea of what does it mean to be really unified? Mm. All the voices singing in one voice is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, you just have to hear it to experience it. You can't, you really can't explain it until you hear it. Yeah. Because some things, <laughs> text can't describe right. that the voice can do and what the music can do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a lot of great books about music, but but after you read about it you want to go experience right it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you 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 want to go listen you want to you want to engage in it yeah
1: yeah i mean i think about all of the unprecedented challenges of our time right they're, they're unprecedented and um we're in this great transition and I mean, that's really kind of the framework for Mm. this podcast, which is Mm. the Emerging Future Podcast. And it's like, what is emerging in this time? What should we be listening to and participating in? Not necessarily like um, we're creating... something but it's already happening and now we're deciding to you know participate
0: participate it, we're coming alongside yeah
1: we're coming alongside it's it's already in motion so you you have the choice not to participate but we need to be attuned and we need to be attentive and I feel like hmm. the conversations that we have about the unprecedented challenges of our time tend to be text they're they text and they and we we use the same mindset, which is solution based to jump to what we're mm-hmm. going to do next, and what I feel like we really need mm-hmm. is to move to song. Mm-hmm. We need we need metaphors. We need mm-hmm. wider frequencies. Yeah. and and we need to come together. And that's why I feel like what you're saying with the importance of art, I really, Sense that in this time, you know, art—we need to double down on it. We need more of it because it's what wakes us up.
0: It it it, it sustains us. Mm. Uh, show me a person that doesn't like music or won't engage in it, and I will show you someone that is dying. Uh, when you when you walk into a hospice. People are no longer eating, but you'll still have that music on. It's it's very very powerful. I mean, even Beethoven, who was deaf, still heard the music <laughs> in his head. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we have we have these other symphonies in his late late piano I Mean he was going deaf, but. He, He had so disciplined himself in the skill and the art and the beauty of music that he refused to let it go. Even in his deafness and despair, he refused Mm -hmm. to let it go. And so uh, music is powerful. The voice is an extension of of our spirits and, and our souls. Mm-hmm. And you show me, once again, you show me someone that doesn't like music and I'll say, you know what? They're really not
1: alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that doesn't. And,
0: and, and music is is the one art form that pulls various other art forms together. Mm-hmm. You go to an art showing and there's a string quartet playing. Mm-hmm. You go to, you're watching film and you hear the music. You go to a musical theater. And you hear the music. Even in some theater productions, there there is a a, a sound design where you may have elements, motifs of music, uh, or a line someone is singing. Hope changes everything. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. it music, music carries us. You know, here at this liberal arts institution, the majority of participants in our choirs and, and orchestra and wind ensemble, mm-hmm. they are not music students. About maybe half of them are. The other half are not are non-music majors. I love that. Yeah, because people get it. They're like, oh, wow, well, yeah. <laughs> I gotta do this. As a matter of fact, there are more pre med majors in our orchestra, band, and symphony and choirs than any pre med in nursing. Yeah. Than in, in in the medical profession. I would say that they are secondary participants with regard to the percentage. Yeah. They're music majors than those in the medical field. So this idea of con- how it connects with the body. Yeah. They can't explain it, but they 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 don't want to let that discipline down. They don't want to let that art down. They want to do it.
1: I feel like we're in a really interesting time right now, where the sciences are overlapping mm-hmm. with the arts in in a really uh, profound way. Like everything that the arts has been saying that the sciences kind of um, dismissed now, yeah, is like all coming together. Yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. and supporting uh-huh. each other, and it's like no, no, no. This is how it works. This is how cellular structure works. This Mm -hmm. is how an atom works. And there's this relationship and and interplay. And the energy is between everything.
0: (laughs) In counterpoint. Yeah. Yeah. To create something new.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In music counterpoint, you got a line doing this. Yeah. Then another line comes along. And the consequence of those two lines being in play, you have this third element that exists because of the two different lines
1: the third way the third way I mean you look at the the dualism Mm -hmm. that that exists in our culture you know it's the third way
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the third (laughs) way oh Joe this is good this is good
1: um, I, I wrote down this quote um, By Richard Rohr Theologian mm-hmm. um, In regards to science And mm-hmm. the time we're living in uh, this says fortunately like Never before in history This generation Has at its disposal new and wonderful Evidence from science Confirming the presence and power Of what many of us Would call A very insistent love Mm. at the heart of all creation. Call it gravity, sexuality, orbits, cycles, magnetism, electricity, photosynthesis, reproduction, springtime, reincarnation, rebirth, or whatever descriptive model works for you. Art. (laughs) (laughs) Art. Music. (laughs) Well, all of those are sciences, right? Yeah. That connect us to what this this flow, the rhythm, and and everything that we already felt, but we weren't able to articulate. I, I that pre-med students in a gospel choir.
0: Oh yeah, nursing students <laughs> in a gospel choir. Yeah. Biology students in a gospel choir. Chemistry students. Physics students. Yeah. And I think music helps keep it keeps us sane.
1: Yeah. Oh, I get ill if I don't listen to music. I and mean, what's irritable? Like, what, what, and then, you know, pull out the guitar or the piano or just throw on the headphones and, and all of a sudden, oh. I'm,
0: when I'm not creating, I get antsy. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed, I'm very fortunate to be a music professor because when I come to work here I don't I don't feel as if I'm working I mean I know I'm working mm-hmm. uh, but I am so energized with the environment to be able to do art practice art talk about art teach art think about art theologically mm-hmm. uh, spiritually biblically I'm 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 very I'm very blessed that I have a job where I can actually do that, mm-hmm. and I've got freedom with it and liberty with it. I don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm 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 hugely appreciative of it, and and I do think that I also have a responsibility with it. Mm-hmm. Friend of mine used to say. Responsibility is the ability to respond. So what does it mean for me to create? What is at stake when I don't create? Uh, That affects my teaching. It affects my very being when I'm not creating.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And I think, you know, back to the idea of voice, and the science, the physiology of it, everybody's got a voice. Bring it and use it. Uh, you know what is pretty? What is pretty voice? What does that mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what is pleasant? Well, everything in life isn't pleasant. So, but your everyone's voice is critical mm-hmm. because. You're alive. You're with us. And we need to engage with one another. I wish politicians thought that way. Right. Poets can teach politicians a whole lot if they think about it.
1: I heard uh, David White, the poet, speak in October. Hmm. I had never... Heard him speak his poetry, hmm. and he spoke for probably ten minutes, read or recited some poems, and I welled up at least mm. three times. Mm. Mm. I could not resist.
0: See, poetry has has rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. it has cadence. Has. Phrases and gestures mm-hmm. that that of course music uses those those uh, sources resource toolings as well mm-hmm. uh, but poetry is powerful and that's and that's where the spoken word comes right. into and rap is just so powerful the hip hop generation they mm-hmm. get it uh, it can it can transform a people mm-hmm. there's life. And death in the power of the tongue.
1: Were you taught that?
0: Yeah, I was taught that. Yeah, my parents. That's scripture. And so you have to be very careful what you say, what you call people. That stuff will boomerang. It will. What do you hit mean by you. that? Oh. You, you, you don't you don't want to curse people, because hmm. it's gonna come back and hit you. What you throw out is gonna come back. <laughs> but you we're going to reap what we sow. Mm-hmm. It's a simple law, and so we have to make sure that our words are edifying. Mm-hmm. Edification, building up. Edification brings unification. Hello?
1: That's what we need.
0: That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> you, you show me a people in despair, you know, that people who are fighting. Of course they're not unified. Mm-hmm. But there's this other power that's going on behind the scenes, trying to keep them from being unified. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother whole another conversation, and it, which makes music so diabolically. Uh, well, how, how can I say this? Hate hates music.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Love loves music. Harmony is an expression of togetherness and unification and love. There's so many elements in the discipline of music that just tie and tether itself to this notion of love. Mm -hmm.
1: So there is a song that attempts to unify us and that we sing before major sporting events.
0: Oh, oh, oh we're going there. We're going there. <laughs> oh, say, can you, can you see that people aren't unified? <laughs> oh, say, can you see? Yes, they did take a knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: In this time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we still do it. Mm-hmm. And you had the privilege to lead. Really large mm-hmm. groups of people yeah, singing, singing that the s- Yeah, at the, yeah. S- at the Seattle Sounders. Yep, yeah. For, you said a decade, right?
0: About a decade, yep. Yeah. Nine and a half years. And I retired
1: from it. What do you think we're trying to do when we sing that song before? Well, what? What's an anthem?
0: You know, an anthem uh, is almost. You know, there are different definitions, but I like to think about singing an anthem is that we're going to covenant together. We're going to covenant together.
1: What does covenant mean to you?
0: To be unified, to be one, to make a commitment that let your iron sharpen my iron, your blood is my blood, you know, let's adopt one another. We 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 are unified. We're one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and to sing it in unison or to sing it in harmony, uh, it instantiates this idea of covenant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, coming together as one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you know after a couple gets married and they consummate the marriage, they're coming together as one. It's mm-hmm. it's an act. It's a privilege. It's a gift. We get to sing an anthem. Mm -hmm. We get to sing it freely. And for those who who have chosen to be in a position of, whether you call it leadership or authority or having influence, to take that moment Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to be here or I'm not, but I'm gonna be here because my presence in my existence in the presence of any kind of rendition of anthem means that I'm automatically in covenant. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say something during this covenant, during this, while this is going on, that I'm hurting or something's going on and I want you to pay attention to this. It's just like a good marriage, you know, we're committed to the paper. But there's something going on in this marriage that you need to pay attention to. We're in this marriage together, mm-hmm. and I think people have misconstrued this idea of what an anthem is, what it does. Uh, if you have the ears to hear, if you are in the presence of an anthem, you are involved. And if this is your country and this is your nation, you're involved. So I think, you know, people want to argue. Well, if they're not singing or if they're not standing up or if they're not putting their hand over their heart or they're taking a knee, they're disrespecting the anthem. Let me tell you what. You can disrespect anything when you have a mindset. You can sing the anthem and have your hand on your heart and you can be a total jerk. You're singing a lie. But the truth in the matter is not what you sing. It's how you live your life. Let your life be your anthem. Our national anthem, we commit to it. And there's some there's some tough stuff when we come together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But every family's got a tough stuff. You should you tell me a family that's not dealing with tough stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you that family's dead
1: no music in that
0: band. Yeah yeah no music then So so I think they I think the whole anthem, you know, deciding we're going to protest or getting getting angry at people who are using that platform to do I think that's I think that that's not really getting at the real issue. Mm-hmm. The real issue is I think we have a freedom to articulate. See, that's the beauty of our country. We have the freedom. Mm-hmm. We get to we get to be free, especially when a good portion of our population about 100, 100, over 150 years ago were enslaved. Mm-hmm. So we get to to practice a different kind of liberation that I'm gonna be in covenant with you, yet I can still say I'm hurting. Uh, you know, people are in marriages and they get divorced. Mm-hmm no longer in covenant. As long as you're in the presence of an anthem and you hear the music, and you are you having a grand pause, whether you take a knee, whether you put your hand on your, well, this is about our military. It's about our nation. The military is one aspect of our nation. Mm-hmm. It's about our people. It's about we get to a freedom to do sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about economics. It's about uh, our policies that will usher in heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. It's it's about a lot of things. We are complicated humanity, (laughs) we're more than just one one articulation or one one lane. We, mm-hmm. We're many lanes, many opportunities to express in a very faithful way mm-hmm. to who we're to be. We're human beings. Complicated creatures mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we are. So when we sing, if we sing, if you choose to sing with us, come on. If you choose not to sing, then obviously you've chosen to listen.
1: Hmm.
0: Thank you for your
1: participation. (laughs) That's great. Yeah.
0: When you're in the presence of an anthem, thank you for your participation.
1: (laughs) So you took a different spin on the anthem, though, as a conductor, yeah, I did. You know, I mean I got
0: I got everybody to sing. Well that's it was not it was not performing. I got got everybody to sing. Everybody that wanted to sing, come on, join in. It's not a show. Right. It's an opportunity to to
1: to be together in covenant. How did that come to be? Like getting people to sing is not an easy thing. So I'm curious. No, no, it is. I mean well yeah.
0: well, well when the sounders approached me, I said are you sure you want to do this, uh, Ryan Mattier, he, he said, you know, I've been studying soccer teams over in Europe and mm-hmm. and thinking about you know what really works, and you know it's like we need to get everyone to sing, but it's going to take a minute. And I said, yeah, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take more <laughs> than a minute. It's going to take take about a season and a half, and so we just kept pressing this idea hmm. that the anthem uh, is not is not performance. For us, perhaps, it's not a singular performance, but it is a unified presentation. Uh, and however you choose to participate, here's one uh, version, sing with us. Yeah. Sing with me. So I tried to write an arrangement that was in a good key yeah. so that people of, of various voice types could, could at least sing the melody, mm-hmm. the full range of the melody, and that's another reason why it was so popular another thing that for the for the novice for the person that who just just doesn't sing but afraid to sing because yeah. there are people that are afraid to sing out loud. They'll sing their hearts out in the shower, but in a big public place, <laughs> they won't do it. So so you give them this track with other voices kind of singing underneath so yeah. they feel comfortable to join in, and you create the phrasing. You put it in a particular meter. You put it in a particular tempo, and you create the f- easy phrasing so there will be like these natural lines for breath, for breathing. Got it. And so I took into consideration all of those elements and some other things that, you know, I kind of like my 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 confident, you know, my tricks as a composer <laughs> that, that I did in order to like, oh, you know, how it's orchestrated and what I used to do to 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 invite people to join us. But the thing I think more than anything else that created this this uh, this culture of singing with the Seattle Saunders was consistency.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep doing it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I
0: think I think the discipline Yeah. I was pretty militaristic with it mm-hmm. in that I just showed up, man. I was a trooper. I showed up. I I I also felt like it was my responsibility to respect my country, mm-hmm. to to honor my people. We're Americans. These are my people. And to to help set a tone for the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, uh, let me grab something for a minute. Yeah. Can I just, let yeah. me just grab something. I'm not saying that this ring, this championship ring, Saunders championship ring is a consequence of my singing, no. But I have this ring, because I was a part of the team. Hmm.
1: That's pretty freaking
0: cool. <laughs> Let
1: me see that thing. <laughs> and
0: and and th- this this is uh, this is a replica. They only gave out so many replicas, and that that's the championship ring based on the last season that I sang with them. And and. I felt like it it was a real privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to, to serve. And I said, I paid my dues with the Saunders, I supported, I served, I got to serve. Yeah. I got to help lead thousands and thousands of people into singing. And we're all winners.
1: That's really cool. It's cool they gave you the space too to like continue.
0: Oh my to, goodness! Yeah, it, I mean it was a credible platform, but but I never, I never used it really like for my personal gain. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get an agent and say, hey, you know, let's go on tour, hire me as you know, you know, let's, the, the let's, national anthem the, guy. Yeah, the anthem guy and then <laughs> I'm going playing clubs. I I never I never did yeah. that. I felt like it was my discipline and my duty to do that. Yeah. And I would not abuse that platform for for selfish gain. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an artist, man, I was tempted to like, oh, let me let me see where I can take this. And mm-hmm. no, that's not what that was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And but, so I'm, I left with a clear conscience. Are you? Are you I not said, doing it anymore? Uh, no, I've retired from okay. it. But I may come on as a guest every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I, was but,
1: it pretty busy? doing it every week and oh it was a commitment. Yeah. It was a commitment. For 9 years showing
0: up. I was you got I was I was there longer than Freddie Montero, you realize.
1: Wow. And you, and you had to do like rehearsals and like prep. sound
0: checks getting through That's security. That's I mean. sound check. Oh, yeah. 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 Cuz you're going to be on national television. You don't want to mess the anthem up. If there's one song you don't want to mess up.
1: <laughs> don't mess that one up.
0: Don't mess <laughs> up the United States National Anthem (laughs) and I would get up there and I every time I got up there I said oh my goodness Lord please help me (laughs) I prayed said Lord please do not let me embarrass you this crowd or me help me
1: hand it over
0: And the, it, it and it just increased my faith in my God. And I I always felt like I met God at that point. Again, over and over.
1: There's something about a performance like that where the the moment comes. <laughs>
0: yeah you're building up in 90 seconds yeah and you don't want to mess
1: (laughs) that up (laughs) you got one responsibility you got (laughs) got one
0: responsibility we brought you in you got one responsibility here you go yeah don't mess it up don't mess it up because we're watching (laughs) everybody's watching i would get i would get uh communications from from people all across the all across the nation, especially mm-hmm. people that will watch a game in another city. I remember I got an email from from an Episcopalian female pastor mm-hmm. that emailed me and thanked me for leading the anthem so that everyone was singing and it didn't feel like a performance. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it brought to her mind this sense of unity. Hmm. See,
1: that's the magic. Oh, it's,
0: yeah. What what's what's the end result? What does it mean for us to be humans that are unified? Mm-hmm.
1: That's an important thing. That's true, authentic community. Yeah.
0: And for ninety seconds, people in that in that CenturyLink field, they felt as if they were unified. hmm Thank you, Ryan Mattier.
1: Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> well, it spilled over beyond the anthem too into the the culture of music during the games. I mean, oh yeah, it, oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: All these
0: yeah, these chants and these you know, oh, absolutely.
1: But you got to be the primer.
0: One of them. There were people behind the scenes, really smart people that make that happen. You always have to thank the sound Yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. <laughs> no, the, but... The, you know, the, we had some amazing, amazing sound people. You have to realize that that just doesn't happen by magic. Yeah. You know, there are people behind the scenes making that really, really work and really, really working well.
1: Because you have, you're have you playing a track, right?
0: playing a track that i created in the and studio and then
1: you've got to have the mix just right so that have the mix just coming right. through the stadium
0: yeah, and who does the mix yeah. and then and then if my mic isn't on i mean somebody's managed there was one guy that his sole job was my microphone at that time one mic one
1: mic don't mess it up <laughs> yeah so he's looking at me <laughs> yeah. don't mess
0: it up and I'm looking at him ah, you don't mess it up either don't mess it up. <laughs> but we did it together so, yeah. so what I'm saying is you know the 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 backstory here is there there was a community of people that believed in this idea mm-hmm. I was just I was just one of one of I, I was just one visual face mm-hmm but there were many, many other people that were behind the scenes that made it really work well
1: mm-hmm. It's interesting that sports too are another thing that like we can just come together around. It's fascinating kicking a ball around, but it brings people from all kinds of different people, backgrounds and all of a sudden hey, we're cheering on the same team we're, yeah and you know there's work
0: is important, but leisure is important too hmm. And we're, we're too busy.
1: We're all about work, man.
0: That's you, dangerous. What are you
1: producing? I know. I got 15 minutes. What 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 can I get done? I
0: know. I know. Like, well, for example, take a nap, breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That'd probably <laughs> be some, the best have thing. Have some popcorn. Yeah. Just chill out. Mm-hmm. You know, Talk to your wife. <laughs> you know, play with your kids. Mm-hmm. Just... Be content with doing nothing. Clear clear your brain. Uh, or maybe listen to that inner voice. Be silent and listen to the inner voice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be very dangerous mm-hmm. in that it's scary because we cloud ourselves with all this stuff that we don't want to sometimes mm-hmm. sit back and, and, and listen. Mm-hmm. But but the the... I want to say this intuitively, that, that the idea of the voice, too, in whatever we're singing, helps us reflect deeply about what we're singing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's more than reading. We're saying this line and then all of a sudden, we feel it in the very marrow of our bones. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, un- un- it's irresistible. Yeah. it's a, it's something you have no resistance to that it's felt yeah
0: and we become known by each other in a mm. different kind of way
1: that's a deep desire it's it also scary it's very scary
0: <laughs> to know the other and to be known um mm-hmm. uh, but it's part of our humanity Mm -hmm. that I think is necessary, that keeps us sane. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people get divorced because it's a failure to be genuinely known and to genuinely try to know. Mm -hmm. Because what do you do with, with that information once you are known and once you know someone? What do you do with it? Then all of a sudden, you kind of have a responsibility to press in even deeper. Mm -hmm. Singing gives us an opportunity to know one another in
1: another kind of way. I thought I
0: heard something click.
1: Well, I know you got to be somewhere soon. um. (laughs) No, I'm looking at the camera.
0: I realized
1: I'm saying the camera. You got to. Yeah. For everybody listening, we are actually recording this on video as well. We've got Jeff Noctigal in the room with us. Up, Jeff, Jeff? see, <laughs> great. I'm not talking. I'm listening. I'm a part of it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, participating. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: This will be cool. It'll be cool to see. Um, to see this, you're experimenting with us. So thank you for doing it. Oh, okay. There's one thing. There's one phrase that I'd like you to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Provide some reflection on for us, um, and you said this to me, and it stuck with me. What what does heal the land mean to you?
0: Well, there's an assumption that it needs healing. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, the second thing is that we are part of the land. Mm-hmm. We We're creatures. Uh, It's asking for a holistic way of being whole. Holistically, whole, W-H-O-L-E. Holistic, O h, h o l. you know, holistically. Mm -hmm. And it means from your mind, your soul, your spirit, Uh, It means that we, we, let's stop lying. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Let's call out our jealousies. Let's call out our fears. Let's, let's call out our mistrust. Let's call out even some of our hatred. Let's call out our, our malice of, Self centeredness mm-hmm. and think about the other. Heal our land. Heal the land. We are creatures. Creatures are not land, but if we can think about the land and our responsibility to the other person. And, and the, see, geography works this way. It's location, location, location. Real estate, they they say that. It's location, location, it's investment. But I say it's location of the heart, location mm-hmm. of the mind, location of the spirit. Heal the land is talking about a geography, a, a holistic way of thinking about what geography means for a human. Our mind, our soul, our bodies, the other. And to do it in a way that is it abandons selfishness. Hmm. I'm going to say something really radical. And maybe we don't want to publish this. But I'll still record it. I think we need to make the earth great again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have a responsibility to steward, to heal the land. We have a responsibility to heal the land. Let's make the earth great again. When God created the heavens and the earth, we have a response to be responsible to heal the land. Make the earth great again. Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. I like it too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, man. Thank this you. Is, this is Rich. It's given me an opportunity to really reflect on some of my aesthetics for art and why I create art. Mm. Um, you know, being able to talk it out and share, mm-hmm. you know, with the podcast here and... Uh, it's rich and very helpful for me. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a gift, man. It's a gift to sit here with you. And well,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's a gift to be here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and 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 thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if people want to connect with you, where should we point them to?
0: We should uh, just come to Seattle Pacific University. www.spu.edu <laughs>
1: The doors are yeah. locked, by the way, to Crawford. The doors so, are so locked, so, you know, to Crawford. you're not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have the key. <laughs>
0: if you have the key, you can enter. You just gotta know who's got the key. Yeah. To heal the
1: land. Heal the land, baby. Heal the land. I told you Stephen had something to say. Wasn't that great? (sighs) I love Stephen. So what I didn't tell you is that Stephen and I share this love for music. And uh, we share a love for choir as well. And I recently started a choir called Crowdsource Choir. And Stephen was one of the people that advised me... um, When I was thinking of this concept and trying to figure out, you know, what to do with this thing. And um, I'll just give you the description of the choir. So, crowdsourced choir is reinventing choir for the 21st century. So, no tryouts, singing popular songs only. Without historical baggage. No religious requirements. Meeting in public venues, not churches and recovering singing as an ancient communal art form that helps us participate, no performer spectator divide, in a magnificent whole. No divas, only all of us. Crowdsource Choir is reinventing the choir for the 21st century without historical baggage and recovering singing as an ancient communal art form that helps us participate in a magnificent whole. And we had our first one on Thursday at the Hillman City Collaboratory, which is a neighborhood in Seattle. And over 40 people showed up. Over 40 people showed up to sing. I didn't know most of these people. And it was amazing. We actually came together on an evening, learned some songs, Learned different parts and sang together and made a joyful noise. (laughs) You feel me? So if you're in Seattle and you want to come hang out and sing, hang out with me, sing with strangers. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't want to sing with strangers? Um, Krautzer's Choir is every Thursday, first Thursday of the month. So... The next one's going to be March 1st, 2018. And the information is currently on Facebook. So facebook.com slash crowdsource choir. So I wanted to share that with you because we all have the opportunity to participate in a magnificent whole. We all have a voice and we all need to practice using our voice. And when we practice using our voice in the company of others, it gives us a sense of community. You know, we get beyond ourselves, we get beyond our own individual selves because we have a culture of individuality. And it really is kind of at the heart of what's causing a lot of our problems. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here just for us. We're not here just to make money. We're not here to manipulate the system in our favor. We're here to collaborate. We're here to participate in something greater than ourselves. And when we do that, the world becomes... The world, a reality, a reality becomes so much better and so much bigger. So, I'll leave you with that, my friends. Until next time. I love you all.